0: Call for Action presents Of Consuming Interest, a public service show that discusses scams, deceptive offers, and other consumer concerns. Here's the director of WJLA 7 Call for Action and your host, Shirley Rooker. Well, travel is finally starting to pick up. People are starting to go out. They're going to take trips. They're taking vacations. They're doing business trips. And most importantly, they are flying, which is a wonderful thing because it's a great way to be transported around the world we're going to talk about that today we're going to talk about frequent flyer programs and what they are what they what's happening with them some of them are making are making changes we're going to find out what's going on and what are the best ones and our guest our guest today is joe gonzalez she is a senior analyst with wallet hub jill welcome to consuming interest
1: thanks for having me back
0: yeah it's nice to chat with you there's a lot of stuff going on out there these days and uh, certainly travel is one of them. As a matter of fact, I was just reading uh, an article this morning that was talking about Delta's making some changes to its frequent flyer program. That's going to make it much more attractive to consumers. Are you aware of that?
1: Yes, we did just hear that. And they they do have some improving to be made. So that's great news. <laughs> you think
0: you think it's about time,
1: huh? Yeah, well, just
0: a little. What now? during the pandemic were the i know that people weren't flying i mean there was a real slowdown down and a lot of travel can you kind of put into perspective what happened during the last two years in terms of frequent flyer programs were they still there were they in existence did they make changes or what went on
1: yeah so obviously now we essentially have two years worth of vacations and business trips to catch up on. So during that time, a lot of people were not flying, you know, business travel, especially basically did not exist. But the good news is, is that a lot of these programs now are actually in better shape than they were pre-pandemic in 2019. So that is the good news, which I think is a little bit surprising.
0: Oh, that is good news. And they're making them better and more attractive, which is for consumers. We're always happy to hear that. Um, Now, tell me, I know that you all have done a survey recently, and I gather this is is after the post-pandemic survey of what's going on in the frequent flyer programs. What were some of the things that stood out to you
1: all? Well, one is that overall, you know, a lot of these things are better, so that is certainly Good news. Uh, but you know, when we're looking especially at things like blackout dates and expiration, redemption value, you know, how long you can go before redeeming or how good your points are essentially worth anything for, those numbers have all gotten better. So that is certainly good news. Right now, three of the ten largest airlines are offering more rewards value in twenty twenty two. Offering what now? I'm sorry, say that again more rewards value okay so they're offering more rewards in 2022 than in 2021 by an average of about 10 percent better and in 2021 they were already offering more than in 2020 so this is you know a good trajectory right now
0: well now the thing i mentioned about delta team seems that they've taken off the cap that uh, said you could only Uh, uh, could only accumulate a certain number of miles. And I gather they've removed that. Am I correct in that uh, analysis?
1: Yes. So they've removed that cap and they've also kind of increased uh, their rewards value. Last year, it was about $9.60 when We're talking about rewards earned by their frequent flyer to over $10.30 now. So not a huge increase, but certainly something, and that's rare. Well, it adds up. I mean, all of it adds up.
0: But but conversely, we're seeing, I believe I was reading a reduction, and I know this is not part of your study, but a reduction in the cost of travel uh, in for the airlines is over the, I guess, over the pandemic to encourage people to travel. But what's going to happen? You think it's going to go back up What with the price of of fuel these days?
1: Oh, yeah, I think it's a bunch of things, you know, inflation in general, but also certainly fuel costs, you know, just recently, we've seen a huge mishap in terms of a lot of canceled flights. Uh, So I think all of these things kind of add up for the consumer, but we were seeing a dip. I think that time pretty much has passed, especially heading into a busy travel season uh, like summer vacation.
0: Okay, so your analysis was to find the best frequent flyer programs for consumers. So, what did you come out with? Who who's the top of the the heap here for for consumers
1: this year? The best is Alaska. Is that new or? did they beat out somebody from last year it's new yeah so delta actually had the best frequent flyer program for about five years last year united beat them for the first time in a while and then this year alaska bested both united and delta well
0: alaska is a very highly rated airline too or at least it always has been is that still the case
1: yeah i mean that certainly helps here Uh, alaska is known for great service and very little cancellations, delays, good costs. So that certainly helps, but just looking at the frequent flyer program, I think you know that's kind of a good proxy for customer service and things like that, because it's best for overall rewards and value. It has good airline coverage, good redemption policies. So all of those things are included here. Okay, so what, if a consumer is looking
0: to fly and they have a choice between several airlines, then uh, cost of course is going to be a factor but if they're members of their frequent flyer programs then that might be a factor also you know do consumers fly now without being members of the frequent flyer programs because i can't imagine that they would
1: yeah i mean a lot do and the thing to remember about these frequent flyer programs is that you know, unlike getting a specific credit card for them, you know, these are just the programs. So you can join them for free and, and you can join all of them. And so that I think is a benefit that people might not realize. I think a lot of people are still attaching frequent flyer programs to these specific co-branded credit cards, which, you know, the two can be used together, but they can also definitely be used separately.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yes, you're absolutely right. Why not join? If you're going to fly, you never know what future brings. So join the program, get the credit for all the flights. And you need to make certain that you're giving that number to the, when you're purchasing your tickets and whatnot. Am I correct?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, a lot of times you punch in whatever frequent flyer program that you belong to, and maybe you won't rack up enough points for a flight anytime soon, but over time, No, even expiration has come a long way.
0: Yeah, well, it's it's like Delta is changing the amount of points you can accumulate, which can make a big difference to people if they're trying to accumulate points for for first class seats or whatever. So I I know they had a cap on it before and that I think that is very significant. So Delta has been a top performer there in the past and then united and now we've got alaska airlines so what what would you recommend when people are comparing airlines what are the bigger things to look for when you're looking at a frequent flyer program let's say you know you're going to be doing a lot of flying over the next year or two maybe a job it may be travel it may be family illness whatever what are what are the top things that you would tell consumers to look for? And I'm going to wait for an answer for that. We're going to take a brief pause here, just to let our listeners know they're tuned into of consuming interest. I'm Shirley Rooker. You're listening to of consuming interest. My guest is Joe Gonzalez. She is a senior analyst with Wallet Hub. And we're going to tell you what are the best frequent flyer programs and what do you need to look for when you're participating in them. So I was asking you, Jill, before we took the break, what are the things that you should consider? What do you look for?
1: Well, we looked at quite a few different things here. First of all, I think the main thing to figure out is what kind of flyer you are because... The best rewards programs are actually based on what kind of flyer you are. So if you're a light flyer, that means you spend around $300 a year. Average flyer, more like $3,000 a year. Frequent flyer, upwards of $7,000 a year. So light average or frequent, that's what's really going to help you determine which of these is best for you. Uh, So Alaska, we said, is certainly best for the frequent flyer the average flyer and the light flyer but not all of these things are
0: so it it depends on you and you've got to sit down and analyze what your what your uh, life is going to be like over the next year now termination of points do do some of the airlines still cut you off say you can only keep those points for a certain period of time
1: yeah essentially so that all has to do with earning policies and that's one of the things that you should be looking for when you're looking for a frequent flyer program so are there earning limits which is kind of what we were talking about with delta uh are there you know retroactive flight credits for members uh what are the booking blackout dates all of those different things but yeah earning policies and earning limits i would say are one thing to really keep your eye out for.
0: Now, the blackout policy that you mentioned, uh, that means that if you're flying on a certain date, you don't get frequent flyer miles
1: for it? It's more so for the redemption policy. So it's not ah, for using, earn for using those points, okay. Exactly, so you'll earn them whenever. But, you know, if you want to use your points Thanksgiving weekend, some of these programs won't let you do that, and some will
0: okay i got you that makes sense i i hear you okay so um what we're looking at then is the the best frequent fire program in your analysis was alaskan what about the savings available to frequent flyers how do you define that and what does that mean for a consumer
1: yeah so when we're talking about savings that's essentially what we're talking about how much money are you getting back essentially you know, say we're talking about what every $100 spent, Hawaiian actually offers the most rewards value. So for every $100 you spend with Hawaiian Airlines Rewards Program, you'll get about $25 back, 2478 to be exact. Alaska comes in very closely in second at around $24.65. So just for comparison, the worst here was Sun Country Airlines for every $100 spent, you only get about $2 back. So that And that's which air, which airline was the worst? Sun and Country.
0: Sun Country, okay. Um okay, so l- look at that and that is a consideration because if you're going to do a lot of flying, I mean the more money you can save the the better off it is. But what about the um rewards? Do you think we're going to see an increase in rewards as people are picking up traveling again?
1: Well, since a lot of these airlines increased their rewards in 2021, they increased them again this year. At least 30% of them did. I think that we're probably going to see this level off soon. I think they're probably done with enticing people to start flying again because, you know, now people essentially are flying again. A lot of these events are back up and running. Business travel Domestically is back up and running, so I think now we're gonna see this kind of level off with the upping of the rewards. Right. So people are starting to use the airlines again, and they they can uh, they don't have
0: as big of an incentive to keep increasing the rewards. Yeah, I just read something too that so warning consumers not to expect to have an empty seat in the airplane, but that middle seat's probably going to be occupied. Because I think probably some of the airlines seem to be not taking out all of their planes that they had put in storage or mothballs or whatever you want to call it during the pandemic. Um, they're not activating all of them. At least that was one of the articles that I read. So that will make an impact on how crowded the airlines are. What are you all, do you all ever take a look at the uh, airlines and how busy it is at their terminals? That's Yeah, probably I
1: mean, that time of having, you know, spaced out seating, et cetera, is long gone. We're seeing that not only are flights booking up, they're overbooking, you know, overbooking is back, especially if you're going to more populated destinations. We've seen a lot of people been offered vouchers for hundreds of dollars, uh, you know, when they get to the gate, because these flights are overbooked now. Wow. So that's another thing that we've seen come right back.
0: Well, I guess if you don't have to get somewhere in a hurry, you can afford to do that. What do they typically do? Let's suppose that, you know, you say, okay, I'm willing to give up my seat or seats if you're with someone. Um, They give you money. They give you a new flight. uh, Will they put you up in a hotel if you have to stay overnight? What are the kinds of things that they offer as incentives?
1: So it depends. I've seen, you know, lately anywhere from one hundred dollars up to twelve hundred dollars for a wow. rebooking, and some of these rebookings are a few hours later. So you kind of just sit around at the ar- airport for a little bit longer, mm-hmm. and you're getting a voucher for, you know, at least one flight, possibly. That's pretty two good pay
0: three. per hour, Jill.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and I've been in the position where. I am like wishing that that happens. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah.
0: oh, please, please, please. But my, yes.
1: Yeah, pick it. me, pick me. Um, But so a lot of the times, you know, you're only waiting a few hours or so. But if it is the instance of an overnight rebooking, a lot of times, and sometimes you have to ask, they might not be forthcoming. But if you say, hey, I need a room for the night, then they'll put you up at the nearby, you know, airport yeah. hotel. So, so, yeah, there's, of there's usually make...
0: hotels around the, around the airport, so that's not too hard to do. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, OK, great questions to ask and great things to consider here, Jill, that you're giving to us. Um, we're going to take a brief pause to let our listeners know that they're listening to Off Consuming Interest. I'm Shirley Rooker. You're listening to Of Consuming Interest. My guest is Jill Gonzalez. She is a senior analyst with Wallet Hub, and we're talking about the best frequent flyer programs. And it seems that Alaska Air seems to be on top this year. Now, one of the things that you all found is that the the airlines are partnering with. They have more partners and more ways to redeem miles, and also to, I guess, earn miles with other airlines and with other programs. I read somewhere that Instacart was a partner with one of the airlines, maybe more. Um, tell me about that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So right now, six of the 10 largest US airlines allow rewards program members to at least earn and sometimes earn and redeem miles with partners and partner carriers. So. Right now, United actually has the highest number of partners at 38. Delta has 24. Alaska has 23. Uh, But we are seeing pretty much every year more and more partners.
0: Let me ask you how this works, Jill. Now, I use Instacart. Is my airline, when I go to use an airline, I should check out to see if Instacart is part of their program? How do I get... What I've spent using Instacart, to and this is not a commercial for Instacart, please, people. Um, if I use that or any other uh, service that is partner with one of the airlines, is that going to be automatically done? Do I have to sign up for it? How do you how do you make all that happen?
1: Yes, you usually do one of two things. You either link up your you know whatever airlines re- frequent flyer program to your account. Or a lot of times you link up a credit card that's associated with your frequent flyer account to, to use that on any service, you know, whether you're getting dining rewards, whether you're, you know, getting your Instacart rewards. If you're using that specific credit card that you have on file with your frequent flyer program, that's how they kind of track that.
0: I see but if I'm not, then I have got to go into the frequent fire program and make sure that I've entered my, my information about the participating programs.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So a lot of this is going to be linked to that specific card. And then you'll get, you know, an email about it or a statement kind of update mm-hmm. from the frequent flyer program that says, you know, hey, thanks for using Instacart. You got 260 points for that. Right. Well, now, does this,
0: can it be retroactive? Do I have to do it now and then accumulate points forward? Or can yeah, it be
1: Typically, so- the, those types of things are not going to be retroactive. You know, it's not like getting points for a flight that you took. This is kind of, you know, you sign oh. up and then from then on, you get those points. And again, you have to make sure you're using that specific credit card. Sure. Okay.
0: And let's, that was the last thing I wanted to talk about was the best airline credit card. What is it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, again, you don't have to use your co branded cards with these things, but especially if you do actually like one of these the best and you're using the mileage program, then it is a good idea to, you know, link up and have that actual card with it. So, if we're looking at specific travel cards, and again, I would always say, if you don't like a specific airline, then just go with, you know, a credit card that's going to be good for whatever you want. Sure. Uh, but if you do like a specific airline, then just make sure that you're using that on the airline, and you know, looking at any initial bonuses or something right. that you could have uh, But well, the most of airlines, us, Yeah,
0: I think most of us do have specific airlines that we use well it depends on what's available in your community Uh, larger cities have a lot more choices than others and of course it depends on your destination but um so the the best way to be sure that you get credit for it is to use that credit card for whatever programs participate. And I guess it's gonna be up to consumers to go into the websites of these frequent flyer programs and see what are the participating programs. I think it'd be worthwhile just to spend some time doing that, don't you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I think you know that's obviously a way to go. You definitely wanna pick your airline before you pick your airline credit card. But overall, some of the best right now are the, the JetBlue Plus card is a really good one the delta sky miles gold amex is a really good one and the southwest rapid rewards priority is a good one mm-hmm.
0: too so those are are ones that are the most have the most flexibility i think the american express one you can apply those miles to to a lot of different things can't you i mean you're excuse me you get mileage through a lot of different airlines with american express
1: well this one in particular is, is the delta sky miles Okay. Amex card. So that, you know, obviously would be, you know, you get two times your miles on Delta purchases. You get your first check bag free on Delta flights. So there's a lot of Delta specific things.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So anyway, I think that the consumers, what you really offer to us is kind of a, a, a banquet of choices in terms of, of what we're going to obtain, what the the perks are what are the what are the rewards that we're going to be getting and it's up to us to do a little bit of sleuthing and figure out what those things are wouldn't you say
1: absolutely yeah right now though i think it's good to know that you just have a lot more options than you did years ago but even 2 years ago there's more here yeah well that's encouraging
0: given the fact that we're we're uh, finding prices increasing and everything else So let's hope that airline prices stay lower, especially for the busy, busy travel seasons, and uh, and that this continues. Do you have a, we have about a minute left here. Jill, do you have any last minute advice for our listeners?
1: For a while, right after the peak of the pandemic, you were able to book pretty quickly, get some good deals. But now it's all about booking far in advance, just like we were used to doing before.
0: Oh, well, so we're back to that. So you can't wait until the day before to decide you're going to fly somewhere. Well, maybe you can, but your choices may be very limited.
1: Yeah, there's no, no more $20 flights. (laughs) oh you're breaking my
0: heart (laughs) well there goes my summer travel plans joe what can i say and at any rate thank you it's been very interesting and informative and very interesting to see the dynamics that are going on in the travel industry and let's just hope that the industry uh will thrive during the coming season travel season and that consumers will have good deals and get make very good Wonderful choices out there. Joe, thank you. As always, it's a treat to have you on. My guest has been Joe Gonzalez. She's a senior analyst with Wallet Hub, And we've told you what you need to know about frequent flyer programs. You've been listening to Off Consuming Interest right here in the Federal News Network. I'm Shirley Rooker. You can reach me at Shirley at callforaction.org. That's Shirley at callforaction.org send me an email, ask me a question, and I will answer it. I promise. So thank you and very much for being a part of Call for Actions of Consuming Interest. And we thank you for joining us. Of Consuming Interest is a public service program presented by WJLA 7 Call for Action, hosted by Shirley Rooker. Call for Action is an international nonprofit network of hotlines which offer free and confidential assistance. If you have a complaint, contact Call for Action at 301-652-HELP. That's 301-652-HELP. We all have a lot on our plates.